Bartley with a header from John Switch. First question for you, Gav. How old is Max Amor? They face Grimsby though and no one wants to listen to me talk about Luke Waterfall being overpriced again. Welcome to the first Anytime Notebook of 2023. My name is Gavin Horsall, a proud owner of a brand new clean Unibet account and a man who once got a letter published in the Racing and Football Outlook about dubious bookmaker reps quoting prices that didn't exist, which my dad was still proud about to this day. Regular listeners, happy new year. Welcome back, new listeners. Welcome aboard. Not your average betting show, this one. Value losers are plenty, but scratch the surface beneath the terrible puns, which I'm sure on the way. And this is kind of an anti-bookmaker sentiment. And there's some shrewd opinions here. None more shrewder than the man who is waiting patiently for me to complete this overly scripted introduction. Goal-scoring punter magician, John Bywater. Happy new year, John. How are you? Happy New Year, sir. So it's a little bit late, the 13th, but we'll take it. We'll take it. We bypassed the FA Cup last weekend. Nothing good news is nothing happened in the FA Cup. Right, let's move on. Um, I had a little yeah. break, which I think I needed after seeing that opening hour from commentary against Wrexham last weekend. Um, yeah. January always feels like a challenging month, John. Um, plenty of plenty of games over Christmas, festive period, bit of FA Cup action, which throws everyone out of sync. I know full well that you've been refreshing the players in and out page on Transfermark and BBC News. Um, it's been a, it's been a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough old month to get right from a punter's point of view. There's plenty that um, that gets thrown our way. Um, we should probably ignore yeah. social media, where kind of every fan base is overly optimistic about the players that they're bringing in. Luckily, you give it. What's what's what have you noted, I guess? What are some of the key, for listeners to this podcast, you know, you know, our target, you know, we know our target audience. What are some of the, what are some of the marquee signings in the Football League for, for goal-scoring punters? Well, there's so many. It's, it seems even busier than ever. I don't know if it is or it's just because I've taken a, a real close eye on it. But I think in starting off with your boys in the championship, uh, wing-backs on both sides, do you want to talk about them? They look like yeah, look good, interesting additions. That's what we like, yeah. I, I do love the new young lad we got from Manchester City because we've got Doyle yeah. at the back as well. That's... Um, you know, that, that could be shrewd, you know, the, linking up two youth players, but I presume they know each other. I, I think that's, I mean, an argument to really where we've come, really. That's arguably, what, the best club in Europe, sending their top, top youngsters to us to develop. There's no greater, you know, greater privilege, I guess, and Robin should be proud. Um, Norton Cuffey, what was he at Rotherham? Average, I had a look, he averages about three crosses Ooh. a game, so... Yeah, I like him. Uh, I think he, he started really well and he just faded with the managerial change like a lot of them have, so I wouldn't worry about that. We, we I think to get, your yeah. comment... No, we, we struggle to get, you know, when our, when our wing-backs are breaking, we struggle to get people in the box because you've normally got Jokerez who's going here, there and everywhere. But So hopefully, look, if we've got, if we've got rampaging full-backs like we used to have, you know, people should be busting a gut to get into the box. And um, but yeah, looking forward to that. I think you, you take the view that with, uh, is it Wilson Esbrand is the left-back's name, isn't it? Yeah. Left-back. Um, I think I think I'll just take the view that he's good enough to be in the Man City 35 or whatever it is for the Premier League. 
uh, it tells you they're good enough to be a championship player at least. So I know it's his first loan, but I wouldn't worry about that. It's, you've only you've only got to look at, like I say, you look at Doyle so and Panzo like yeah. this year. You know yeah. the, the the standard of the. It's it's not these youth teams, these academy sides. They don't need to. They can start straight off in in the championship, and they're they're good enough these days, aren't they? Um, so yeah, no. I no think worries. so. Yeah, at the top level, and even, and I think it's there's so much depth in all these teams now. Um, I'll talk about Brighton later. We talk about them quite a lot, but they've they've sent out another one today who I think could be interesting in the in the lower level. But I just think I think sometimes that's quite a good little thing to look at. You look at trying to get ahead with some of these players we don't know anything about. You take the positive view on where they're coming from to start with. Um, yeah, absolutely, and, and you, you can't guarantee it, but I think it gives you more chance that they're going to be successful from a playing point of view and then they, that might translate into what we look at um, in the championship as well uh, Rotherham bringing in Sean Morrison I didn't see that coming um, still only 32 which uh, I'm always surprised that uh, should be a bit of an upgrade but I'm a bit concerned that he hasn't had he hasn't had a game at Cardiff since his bad knee injury and obviously, he's a bit of a stalwart there. So, did I'm you not see sure the, um, how much he's got left there? I know last time we were talking, we were talking about kind of Richard Wood woes at Wotherham and um, struggling oh, to get back in the yeah, side. Yeah. And do you see his pass back? I forget who it was against, but um, yeah, a, a terrible pass back. I think when when Wotherham last lost. But um, yeah, I did think of you when that when that passed, and it, a, a pain a pang of sympathy for for Richard Wood. Nothing's going right for him at the moment. But yeah, Morrison, interesting. No, yeah, they brought in Helge as well, who's Leeds' young defender. I think they're going to change it completely, which they need to. Uh, Middlesbrough brought in Cameron Archer, who's very good last year at Preston. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be, you know, say, guaranteed championship goals, but definitely more, more likely than not. It looked like they were going to recall Josh Coburn from Bristol Rovers at one point. And I think they, I think they would have done if they hadn't got Archer. Mm. So that's a big boost for Bristol Rovers, obviously. Uh, Wigan have been busy. Stephen Colker back from Turkey, where he seems to have done really well. Uh, I presume that he's on a hefty wage because I know he was rumoured to be on a very good wage over there. Um, and they've got uh, Arsenal loanee Aziz, who I presume is from Kevin Betsy, who's the one of the coaches there after his uh, interesting Crawley spell. Um, uh, about this one, I think you we mentioned him way back when. Uh, Liam Delap to Preston, something about it just feels right to me. Do you know where I'm coming from with that? Or, um, what bustling feels the right forward. fit. I don't know why. Yeah, it does. It, it, well, you well, you'd think Stoke would, would have been the right fit, wouldn't you, with the, the yeah. history of the Delaps? But, um, yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, I mean, you know, bustling center forward. It just um, sounds right. I don't know why I'm saying that. It, I, don't, yeah, I, uh, I, I can't um, articulate it, but yeah, I do know what you mean. No, can I? I but the, uh, the, uh, the Stoke, Stoke sort of striker curse, in a way, I just think a lot, a lot of players haven't done well at Stoke. Over the attacking players have not. No one's been prolific, have they, or no. in any way. So whether you can give them another chance, um, that, see, that'd be interesting. Uh, whilst in the championship, nothing else in the championship. Um Morecambe seem to be, for them, having a little bit of a go. They've won their last three, which was massive for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they managed to bring in a, a player I know, well, you like, we both like, uh, Simu from... Uh, Tranmere, yeah. Yeah, l- lone cut short of Tranmere, and uh, they sent him up a level to Morecambe. That'll be a big boost to them. And they've also brought in 
bit of it's gone under the radar. This one, Dan Crowley, he used to be at Birmingham and Arsenal. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. It was it was in Holland uh, just till the end of the season, but it's only eighteen months ago he was playing, played most of the season for Birmingham in the Championship. Still only twenty five, so that looks like quite a quite a sneaky little one. That could could work out well. Um, don't know. I don't know what level he's at now, but they've they've lost, um, not lost, but they've passed uh, Anthony O'Connor to Harrogate. I think it's quite a good pick up for Harrogate in League yeah. Two. Uh, pretty, pretty sort of solid player, especially at that level. Uh, Ipswich brought in just class, really. Uh, Nathan Broadhead on a permanent deal. Uh, George Hurst on loan, who seems to have been at every League One club almost by now. Um, and the player I really like, uh, Massimo Lungo for Middlesbrough. But he's very injury prone, but on his days, he's, he's very class and he's not going to pl- overplay with the amount of midfielders it's which I've got. Yeah, so that, one that could be through as well. And he's, he's a, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's class. Um, Carrie got so many notes here. Exeter. I was a little bit concerned, which I'll come on to later for the selections. They've lost. Captain Matt Jay didn't play much this year. It's not so much that. And Timothy Dieng went to uh, Gillingham on the release course. Uh, just think that's a little bit of like a negativity coming in maybe um, when you're losing a, a player like Dieng who played quite a lot until a month ago when I presume they knew someone was going to take up his claws. Mm. So that's why he hasn't played. Going to a side bottom of League 2, I know they're spending a lot of, and also your club captain. Whether that will have an effect, I don't know. I suspect it might short term. It just seems a little bit strange, that one. They're not, you know, that middle of League One table as well is, um, look, it's it's pretty precarious, isn't it? Um, I know they won their last yeah. two, but it's, um, hey, it's not going to take much to, to get kind of dragged into some sort of trouble in that division, as we know too well, the second half of the season. No, but yeah, I you mean, would, if you were looking at kind of warning signs, Exeter might be one of those sides, I guess, might not you? I know, I know then they've never been big uh, big payers, so it's not, a, it might be nothing. And, and like I say, Jay's barely played this season, but I think it's like the off the field stuff, you know, mm. possibly. I know he seemed a very popular figure. Uh, Forest Green have got Bakayoko from Bolton, which looks... Like, um, I think they're losing Jamel Matt to someone in League Two from what I've seen. So I think that's just like for like, really. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't read too much into that. The only other one in League One that I've noticed, I think it's going to leave uh, Addy Boyer, for Burton, the striker. Um, they've come out today and said he, ha- he has got a release clause and it looks like Wigan are going to nick, uh, nick him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be a bit of a worry for where the goal's going to come from, yeah, other than uh, Sam Hughes and <laughs> doesn't also, he? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All the defenders we like, um, yeah. So there's a few. I think looking at who's had a good window there in League One, I'd say uh, I just think Ipswich. The Ipswich squad is so formidable now. Absolutely. Surprised they've surprised they've gone for. I'm not sure where everyone's going to fit in really, but. No excuses at all there now, is there, for from what Absolutely. they've done? Yeah, kick on in the second half. Um, I think I just noted, noticed a few on my notepad. The people that have left league, well, Alfie Kilgore, gone to Mansfield oh, yeah. from where was he? Bristol Rovers. Um, 
Mansfield, you know, there's an opportunity there from you know a lot of Mansfield set piece targets came on our on our notebook earlier on in the season and got a bit quiet recently, but perhaps can renew their threat from set pieces. Uh, Connor Hall from um, Vale to Colchester. As I know, you're going to talk about a bit about Colchester later on. Um, yeah, Colchester for a high, uh, prolific spending Colchester, which I ne- never thought you'd never thought we'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, League Two is definitely the most interesting. Um, a late one today that we both can't get used to. Carl Knowles gone to Stockport, which uh, I'll almost certainly say is at Donny at some point in the next few weeks. That seems. Yeah, to we were saying it feels nowhere. like a feels like a child going to big school. He's gone to no excuses. He can't hide at Doncaster anymore. So um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to him. Good it's, luck to him. Yeah, it's a little, a little bit more. He was, he was always popular there with the fans, Doncaster. Mm-hmm. So, and he's done well. So I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll fit in okay. But Absolutely. I think there'll be a little bit more pressure at Stockport. Um, like you said, really, this window's, which is unlikely. You thought you'd probably say this. It's been. For me, it's been about Colchester and Gillingham in League Two. Um, both gone, well, you could say a little bit mad. Colchester signing Connor Wood and uh, Keller from Bradford in defence. Uh, yeah. Started off with, you just thought, oh, yeah, they're, they're solid signings. You know, you wouldn't, didn't really raise an eyebrow, but then they paid five figures to Stevenage for Arthur Reed in midfield, which, um, I don't think so. Well, I know Stevenage didn't want to sell him from the quotes and Stevenage made sure they had a sell-on as well, um, which, you know, you're going from the top of League Two to nearly the bottom there. And finally, um, well, not finally, but they've snapped up uh, the previously mentioned Matt Jay, two-and-a-half-year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there must have been at least some League Two competition for him. Um, I'd imagine League Two only record four in 14, 18 in 44, 14 in 45 for Exeter. A fair chunk of that, not full matches, attacking midfielder, right sided. So um, back then, obviously, more for forward player now. So I can't see uh, Colchester. I think Colchester have got big scope to improve. And I read a thing with the sporting director. Was he formerly at? West Brom or something. Okay. I, can't, I can't remember now. I've been reading so much, but he basically said, well, I, I didn't come here to be bottom six. I came here to be top six. And he, he said that they already had a budget plan, uh, quite a big budget plan for January, but they went a couple of weeks ago and said, we need more. So that's where it's all come from. And I, I get the impression from what he said that Bloomfield, the coach is under pressure already. Um, and I think if, if they're not, heading for, towards the top half by the end of this season. I think someone else will be there next year. For, for anyone wondering who snaffled up the 25-1 to 1 at Hills for Colchester yeah, top half you. earlier in the week, you know, you know. I think they're guessing who it might have been. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, I was literally, I was looking at it all thinking, oh, this looks like an opportunity. And I went to check and uh, you'd just taken it all. So. Not um, only, not yeah, only, I think but it, 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 the, the reasonings, yeah, the reasonings right enough, yeah. isn't it? There's still some 25s yeah. at Sporting, it looks like, but. Yeah, and, and Gillingham, similar line. Uh, Glenn Morrison, former keeper from Crawley, that's probably an upgrade. Oliver Hawkins from Mansfield, striker, centre-back, whatever, uh, very useful in League Two. Uh, Timothy Deng from Exeter mentioned. Tom Nichols again, from Crawley, who's quite a wily performer at this level, isn't he? Um, so that's 
I think the new owner, someone's either told him or he's realised that they're better off spending now to not guarantee staying up, but have a good chance of staying up than try and get back up from the National League next year and having to spend again. Um, it's not going to take yeah, much, is it? To, it's not going to take no. much of an improvement to pull away from that, you know, the no, no. desperation at the bottom of that league too, is it? You know? it, it, it really put, it puts the pressure on teams like Rochdale, Hartlepool, uh, Harrogate to a degree who have not got the money to, they can't counter punch, can they? And, bring in these League One players or borderline League One players. Big uh, test tomorrow, straight away, right? Colchester head to Rochdale. Chance to win. Yeah, it's um, two six-pointers and Gillingham play Hartlepool. Gillingham, oh, so, wow. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think in a way that's not... Hartlepool and um, Rochdale are probably quite happy with that timing because they might still... They'd have a chance anyway, but you know what I'm saying? There's a Integrate a, bit a few more, more players and, yeah. yeah, get a bit... Get a bit comfortable. I don't you know what you're getting with those two. Absolutely, Alfie McCallum. One I know is on on your list. You'd you'd put in your notes. Um, yeah, I remember yeah. was was really decent for for older money a couple of seasons back. Um, he's gone to Carlisle. Yes, right? so, a good move. Bit of a strange. I mean, I don't really. He went to Morecambe last year and he he played a lot, but I'm not sure he impressed that much. But it's not really that. Um, but he did score, like you say, he scored nine in thirty for Oldham two years ago. Mm. Uh, he's actually played a couple of times for Leeds this year in the cup. Uh, so I don't know whether they wanted to see whether he could get in and around the squad, and then they've decided to let him out. But not concerned. But I'm a little bit surprised he's had to go to League Two. Um, yeah, maybe maybe he's just gone off the radar because he he's not been. You know, it, it, sometimes these young players even. At the young age, they go out of fashion straight away. But absolutely, he, yeah. I thought he looked really promising at Oldham. So I did, yeah. What got it down in the middle of the park? Then he, you know, broke from broke from midfield. He was, um, he was a it looked a good. Maybe maybe League Two's his level just for now, which you know represents a a nice signing from from Carlisle. Um, yeah, he can do a bit of everything from what I can see. Um, absolutely. The only other one, which is. Um, Late Orient have brought in a Brighton youngster called Ed Turns, which I think, first of all, is a great name. Um, I just just love it, Ed Turns. <laughs> it's, um, he's the Welsh under-21 captain. Known as Coif um, in the dressing room, right? Uh, that's, that's right. Or uh, t- Turns Like Milk or something <laughs> like that. Uh, I, just, uh, I went down an Ed Turns rabbit hole about half an hour ago, which no one's ever said. Um, Probably, probably not even his parents, but he um, <laughs> just uh, all in, uh, our, our friend Dan Happe has got a bad injury to be serious, so hopefully he's okay. I think he's out for the season. Uh, Beckles was out last game and is suspended again tomorrow, so they actually played two midfielders at centre back last time. So I know they've been looking at centre backs. Um, going back to turns, he's I mean, you you've got to take this a pinch of salt, but he's actually scored six in 60 for Premier League reserves for Brighton and Youth League for Brighton, uh, all from centre-back. So, you know, it doesn't mean a great deal, but it shows something. Uh, I liked his, he did a little interview, as everyone does now, uh, and he described himself as head it and kick it centre-half, 
Um, but I've had to learn to play a bit, otherwise they would have got rid of me. Um, <laughs> and he's quite, he, he seems quite a confident character for a youngster. Um, they got, oh, so. he got Barrow tomorrow. We'll, we'll see how confident he is when Carnavan's uh, like test. grieving yeah. down his neck yeah. at the far post, shall we? We'll see, we'll see how much he likes heading the ball then. But, um, yeah, he could get, I think he's going to get targeted tomorrow if, if he plays. Um, and then he said, after all that, I'll go and head it again. So he's quite a, he seems to like the old school, so I think he could fit in well. So I'm suspecting he'll be by May. I'll, I'll be lambasting him for probably uh, <laughs> missing a few sitters where uh, Omar Beckles has scored instead. Awesome. Um, it, we said it's a it's a tough time of year because there's um, you know a lot of the, the stats and the data that we're looking at. You know, it goes back a couple of weeks because I haven't included any of the FA Cup games in there. But there were a couple of teams. Just as I was updating some of the data over what the handful of games last week, and I think there's a couple of games midweek as well. Um, teams in teams in the notebook from a from a positive point of view. Sutton actually back in the um, back in the good books. Louis John had an effort cleared off the line against Tranmere last time out. Plus, there's a couple of digs in kind of goal mouse scrambles for Ben Goodlip as well. I'll talk a bit about give you an indication of my selection this week, but a good Joe Kizzy chance against Wimbledon as well. And obviously, Stevenage with, um, I mean, Pigiani was, you know, word of mouth travels fast, right? And he, he had his card marked all throughout the. Um, all throughout the festive period, big talk up before the uh, before the Villa win as well. But he scored a brace, another one, um, eleven or two in a place. If you're interested, this weekend, which I don't think I will be. But essentially, you know, two weeks since plenty of sides have played. Um, a fact backed up by the fact that I could only find one bet this week. Although I am very, very keen on one of your selections, we we probably you know we both arrived there at, at similar points. So, I sh- John, I should let you kick us off with um, your best bet of the weekend. Okay, the best bet of the weekend for me is Oliver Casey at 20-1 to 1 for Forest Green versus Exeter. Um, snuck up on me a bit looking at the latest tables we look at and everything. Exeter are league high 12 goals conceded from set plays. That looks a little bit harsh when you look at the metrics, but even so, it's still they're still up there, whichever way you look at it. Uh, as per my earlier discussion about them, I wonder whether losing Jay in particular will just unsettle the camp a little bit. That's speculation. It could be nothing. But another small reason why I looked at this game. I've been sweet on Forest Green attacking-wise for probably a month or so. Um, I think since Bailey Cargill's come back, they, they look a lot more of a threat because they've got a few different options. Now, I think if you're looking at their defenders, you can only really lend, uh, land on... Uh, the already mentioned Cargill or Oliver Casey. Uh, they're very, very little between them. The prices are similar, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't make a big argument if someone said they preferred Cargill. The only reason I've really fallen on Casey is because since Cargill's come back from injury, there's been two games where he's not played the full ninety or ninety-five. So you're just losing a little bit there. I mean, this this is probably likely to be a tight game, so I wouldn't imagine he'll come off here, but. Just a small thing. Uh, going back to the selection, Casey, uh, one goal in six championship games for uh, when he was on loan at Blackpool last season. Only the one this year for Forest Green, but in the EFL trophy. But his XG for the league season is, is nearing the two mark, which is more than fair. Uh, and yeah, it's just a just a simple case of, I think the price is 
quite a bit too big, actually. So the nap is Oliver Casey at 20 to 1. Love that. I think you're driven by a bit of... Um, you, this could be a pivot point for both of these sides, right? Forest Green making a making a few additions. Exeter waving goodbye to a few key players. Um, yeah, 4 yeah, to 1. Could be. 4 to 1 Forest Green away looks a, looks a hefty price. And that's factored into the anytime prices. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with you. Take your pick, Casey or, Casey or Cargill. But Casey's the one that more likely to see out the 90. Fantastic. Um, for me, let's, let's roll back the clock. My only bet for um, my only bet for this weekend, a bet for the ages, eighteen to one. Joe Kizzy for Sutton, who we've we've just mentioned in a in a you know, the positive word for Sutton in the notebook already. They travelled to Salford. Not a nice little run this for Sutton, who you know must be ruining the fact. I think that Wrexham have taken away their third round giant killing over Coventry Mantle. So maybe we don't have to hear about Sutton beating us for <laughs> the next twenty years. So maybe it be Wrexham instead. But Kizzy, you know, good part of that. That good run, really, doing the things that, you know, if you listen to this this podcast regularly over the last couple of years, you'll know he's doing Joe Kizzy things. Far post headers against Wimbledon, header saved against Gillingham, right place at the right time, and he stuck one away against Crawley, you know, another far post header against Orient before that. And, you know, if, you, if you're looking at, if you're looking at uh, defenders, you know, causing trouble from set pieces, Bar Piagiani, he's probably, for me, the most, you know, prolific chance execution um, from set pieces, uh, you know, over the, over the, over the last month or so um, six goals in the calendar year of, of 2022. Um, always with these things, you have to try and find a reason to oppose the opposition as well. Salford aren't necessarily, you know, anywhere near the top of the opposed list, but Abu Issa, when he scored the winner for Bradford on New Year's day, came from a, a simple free kick. It's probably just enough there, but the price really looks a good one in a, in a league two field that, you know, didn't necessarily set the juices flowing. I thought, uh, let's get back to what we know. Joe Kizzy, 18 to 1. Excellent stuff there. Yeah. Just on Sutton, I noticed before we came on to record that Eastman, Goodlift, John, Kizzy, and Milsom have all signed new contracts this week. Uh, so that's quite, I think that's a, that's a bit of a plus because that's the, it's basically going to be the third year they've had the same back five, which is pretty rare at yeah. League Two level. So we've, good, good we've, continuity. We had we had we often had Sutton down as one of those springers in um in League Two. Yeah, maybe maybe a more positive, maybe a run at the playoffs. Maybe that's what they. I've always the potential's always there with Sutton. Just um, yeah, I thought they almost come to the end of their cycle almost this year. But but hey, they're, they're playing to play for in the second half of the season. So yeah, good luck them. Yeah. So the the second best or the next best is Max Aimer or Emma. I'm never sure about that one. 20 to 1 for Gillingham against Hartlepool. First question for you, Gav. How old is Max Aimer? 65. <laughs> maybe. Been around for ages, right? I thought 35 minimum. And he's 30. If you said 30, then you're lying. But you you, wow. you, you do win a prize to be I'd confirmed. I've been lying at 35. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. But that's, that's what 400 league games gets you, I suppose. That's. Uh, it's a long time, isn't it? I couldn't believe that. Um, but just sticking with the 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 Gillingham potentially being on the up, uh, I think that's pretty obvious to say after the transfer dealings. It looks like there's more coming in. There's rumours of uh, James Henry and Jack Marriott, believe it or not. And they seem pretty uh, genuine rumours. So wow. they're definitely going yeah, to be an overhaul. And I think it will give these players that are in the side... Not that they they they're all good professionals. I thought in the cup game they looked quite solid, but it's obvious what they're lacking, and that was going forward. Um, 
going back to Amar, or Amar, call him Amar now, he's not Pablo Amar, is he? That's, uh, he's definitely not him. He's had three names already because there's nothing really to say because there's no positives. Um, Too many vowels. <laughs> yeah. the, the obvious player for Gillian would be um, your friend Baggett, but he, he was injured recently. I don't think he's going to be back here. And, he, and he's quite short now. Uh, this season uh, for him, Emar, Emar, Emar. I'm calling him Emar now. Emar. Right. He's not had much of much to get excited about. Uh, in fact, he's one of those who, when you look at his overall career record, I thought it was a lot better than it is. But it's very much padded from a prolific 16-17 season where he scored seven for Gillingham in League One. Believe it or not, um, that's certainly clouded my mind as as to how prolific he's been. Um, but he's still chipped in with a couple most seasons since, so it's it's not terrible. Um, here's a little bit of a an inkling why I've gone with him. If you, oh, Gav, you definitely remember this one, 2012-2013. He um <laughs> he scored against Hartlepool in League One from a centre midfield number eight position. Um, where he must have been about ten years old based on his age. Um, in 2018-2019, scored against Hartlepool in the FA Cup. Uh, so this is a new system. It's the every five years against the same club system. There, there won't be many chances to use this one, thankfully, because um, it's probably out of rubbish. But I just it, it, it's more on Gillingham being on the up, upside. You know we're going to get with Hartlepool. They've been a bit more solid since Curls come in, but I don't think they've got another gear to go to, to be honest. And if Gillingham are going to pick up quickly, then maybe... Old Max Amar, who's not that old, can get one at 20 to 1. Excellent. Casey Kizzy, and I'll say the big German. The make That's up right. A, the make the up veteran a, German, who's not veteran, a veteran. The veteran, <laughs> yeah, the middle-aged German. Uh, make up what looks like a pretty good Trixie for this weekend. Um, those that didn't quite make the list, we were both just talking before recording, maybe... Crawley, if they're still susceptible, maybe Tom Anderson for Doncaster was one. We we mentioned Connor Hall earlier for Colchester. I looked at him, I'm sure I looked at him last night and I scrubbed him off the list, but I looked again. Watch again there, mate. If he does start for Colchester against Rochdale. I mean, Roch, Rochdale, to be fair, have been quite stingy the last couple of last couple of weeks. Again, you know, including against teams, but I think they played Newport a couple of games back then, they were, who didn't come away with much. So, um, yeah, I thought the 20s, Connor Hall... Um, Swindon won my list, a side that I wanted to be against based on some some recent set-piece form, but they faced Grimsby and I didn't think anyone would want to listen to another two minutes of me talking about how Luke Waterfall is an interesting runner at 16s, but he probably is. Um, and the last one I mentioned, it, it, we spoke about it earlier, Wickham Sheffield Wednesday I thought was an interesting spot. You know, Wednesday look a bit sneaky vulnerable on the data recently, but for Wickham, I mean, Taffer's only 14s. Farino didn't start the last game. Yeah, that not too much to um to whet the appetite there, John. A- anything that didn't quite make your list? Uh, not loads. Uh, interesting one, especially now you've told me you've got a Unibet account. Is um, Bobby Tom Bobby Thomas for Bristol Rovers? I think they're standout 16s, or they were when I looked yesterday. Um, now this is really. That's quite a big standout as well. He's generally about 11s, I think. Accrington have got yet another injury crisis. Uh, Harvey Rogers has got his closed black eye as of yesterday, so I'm not sure he'll be able to play. 
uh, Doug Farms injured my mate, um, and they've been using Seamus Connolly, the the veteran captain at centre back, who's um, seems to be an excellent sort of around the club figure, but he's he's never really played defence as much as he has the last few weeks. So I think they're front there, and they're starting to leak again from a set piece point of view. Uh, they did in the cup. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also, Tommy Lee was missing, who's a big aerial help. So they've got a lot of injuries. They they have every game this season, but more defensive again. Uh, Michael Nottingham's back in a couple of weeks now, but he's not going to be back for tomorrow. And I think that 16s is definitely playable for Thomas. Couldn't see anyone else with Bristol Rovers. Um, Alfie McCormack, as we mentioned earlier. Don't think he'll start though, because Carlisle th- pretty much thriving at the moment. So keep an eye on that, just to see if he does get involved. And the man who has been my latest nemesis, Cameron Norman, who um, <laughs> in the 84th minute last week, uh, you're right, Rochdale didn't give up much, but he, he put in an excellent strike for me just inside the box from his left foot from open play, and it was probably the best save Richard O'Donnell's ever made in his life. Wow, which is a uh, you can tell it's still annoying me because um, <laughs> I'm forgot that. Um, this is all, this is a lot tougher playing Carlisle, but the price has gone back out to 16s, and that's that's okay. Um, it's probably just about okay, but yeah, that's about it for me. That's, mate. that's that's the only thing that was missing from this. That was the only thing that was missing from this um, this New Year's pod, right? You know, that's right. Over enthusiastic yeah. bitterness around goalkeeping. That's right. A bit or, of bitter, or, or two, yeah. you know, right. fifty-two weeks <laughs> of um, of more bitterness around people not finishing chances that you know all we can do is put them up at decent prices they've got to do the rest John what a what a comprehensive um, overview of transfers ins and outs strengths and weaknesses um, plus a couple of selections put up there as well as always thank you for your time um, I think that'll just about do us this week yeah thanks a lot mate good luck to everyone and uh, thanks for listening and keep commenting on the forum etc and uh, speak to you next week.